0: The international game has me. The marks we
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode one zero seven of Hoop Darshan.
0: Hoop Darshan.
1: Episode number one zero seven current, which means we have to talk about the two thousand seven NBA Finals, which, which actually might be the most unexpected, most weird, non non eventful Finals uh, after the current one. So let's let's quickly get that <laughs> get that out of the way. See, our our, our um, guest for, so... for today,
0: our guest for today, Shivam Patel, you know, who's the co host of Patel and Kumar NBA Talk Show, host and founder of Patel Pick and Roll Sports with Shivam, the podcast. Um, He's a huge Spurs fan. So for him, this is not inconsequential. These are big finals. Shivam, how are you doing? And before we talk about the 2021 finals, let's talk about your memories of the, the 2007 finals.
2: Oh, man, guys, thank you so much for inviting me to this podcast. I'm very excited to join. Um, this is the best time of the year with the NBA finals. It's going to be it's tonight here you know, in the US. But yeah, the 2007 finals brings a lot of memories. It was the Spurs' second championship, um, when, and then, of course, with the big three, and it was even sweeter because the Spurs beat a young LeBron, and they wait, swept wait, wait. them.
0: Time out. It was the Spurs' third championship, or fourth championship, actually. Wasn't it? You guys oh, were, it 99, a- 3, 5, and 7.
2: Sorry, I forgot three. Yeah, it's the third championships.
1: The Sorry fourth. about that.
0: That's n- that's number four for you by now. and.
1: Look! Look at these! Look at these sports fans, Karen.
0: Look they won so many. Fans. Yeah, they can't even count. We like, won so many. Keep, it's hard to keep. They can't even keep count, man.
2: <laughs> my bad. My bad. Yeah, it's a fourth because it's 0, 99, 03, 05, 07 and twenty fourteen. Yeah, it's... spoiled. I'm spoiled. Exactly. My bad, guys.
0: So, so <laughs> is this is this safe to assume that this is the least memorable of the five sports championships?
2: Yeah, it is because I the Nets one They beat Jason Kidd and. Kenyon Martin and all those guys um and then 07 yeah it was pretty much it was just LeBron and nobody really else on the Cavs you know so and then uh, oh, oh um or 2014 they beat the heat the big three heat so that was pretty memorable in five games then in 05 they beat that Pistons team with Ben Wallace, Rasheed Wallace, Tayshaun Prince and uh, Chauncey Billups so yeah this was definitely the most memorable
0: for sure um I was gonna say so it's Another reason why 2007 is relevant is because the Spurs got to the, those finals beating the Phoenix Suns at some point in the conference finals again. Was this the year that the Amare got suspended again for, for jumping off the bench in? Was yes. in
1: the conference? So that's right yeah.
0: I would say that that Suns team that year was perhaps the, the best Suns team of that that very beautiful steam Nash era. you know like they, they were just amazing year after year after year. Um, and they had the best, and you know, if they had gone past the Spurs, they would have been champions that year, you know, they would have defeated the Caps too. So, yeah. um, f- 14 years later, this, the Suns are now in the NBA finals and like, it's such a wild NBA finals. Like it's, you know, the Suns and Bucks, it's who, who could have predicted who-, who had the money for, for, for these to be the-, the-, the last two finalists, I guess the Bucks people would have expected somewhat because of Giannis and they were always, um, topping in the East. But the Suns are definitely a surprise. So what I want to do, guys, Poshik, I didn't tell you this. I wanted, wanted this to be a surprise for you also. Are you ready? Very good. Yeah. Uh, what I want to do is sort of, I, I want to break this discussion into two segments. And I'm, I'm calling this the finals of sorrow and the finals of joy. These finals are <laughs> a, a bit of both things. So 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 let's start with, with the sorrow part first. And let's, let's get it out of the way. The Suns would not be here in the finals. And perhaps the Bucks may not be here in the finals if it wasn't for a lot of sorrow for a lot of other teams. Mm-hmm. Um, let's like, I, I was just going through the playoff bracket and um, I'm just going to re- read this out. And, you know, we've all lived through this, but I'm going to read this out to you guys and just want to, I want to hear your reactions. Um, uh, okay, Utah beat Memphis in the first round, whatever. That was sort of to be expected. The Clippers beat Dallas in, in seven games, but uh, y- you can say it happened because Luka kind of got hurt at, at that point. Like, I mean, the Mavericks were looking like the favorites in that series. Uh, Denver beat Portland, that's fine Phoenix beat LA only because Anthony Davis went down mm-hmm. uh, Philadelphia beat Washington, that's fine uh, the Hawks beat my Knicks sad but you know, they deserve to win that series uh, Milwaukee swept Miami, fair enough and Brooklyn beat Boston, Boston didn't have J- uh, Jalen Brown but I think he, it won't have mattered really but now we get to the exciting parts right uh, in the second round, the Clippers played the Jazz the Jazz are playing without Mike Conley the Clippers halfway in the series play without Kawhi and they and they win the series. Phoenix beat Denver without Jamal Murray. Um, Philadelphia, Atlanta, I mean, Philadelphia has no excuse. They just, they just, they, they just Philadelphia had it all over again. They were playing with Ben Simmons who didn't want to shoot. And uh, famously, the Milwaukee-Brooklyn series where the Nets lost everybody and still came within uh, Kevin Durant's shoe size of winning that series. Um the most recent conference finals, Phoenix beat the Clippers, Clippers played without Kawhi and Milwaukee beat Atlanta with both Giannis and Trey Young going down. So it it really is one of the most tragic uh playoffs for, for everybody. And the last two teams standing have been sort of the two healthiest, somewhat, but even then, Giannis is questionable. And uh, Chris Paul has been hurt and has had COVID. Like this has been way too much drama. Um Shivam, let me start with you. Like now that I've sort of done this sort of long boring recap, what series or what sort of moment stands with you that would have changed these this particular finals forever? You know, what would you say is the biggest asterisk of them all?
2: So I have two actually. So the Lakers and Suns in the first round, like you correctly said, Anthony Davis got hurt. You saw LeBron was not hundred percent, was not himself. You know, he was really not able to attack to the basket. You know, get that lift, get that explosive explosiveness. So I feel like, you know, the Lakers were healthy, even though the Suns were the two seed, the Lakers were the seven seed. I felt like the Lakers would have won that series. And so that really turned the playoffs around, because even though the Suns were a high seed, nobody expected them to get past the Lakers. And then the one that was painful for me was, OK, I was uh, going for the Nets this entire season. Um, I was on the, I jumped on the bandwagon. I'm a huge Kevin Durant fan. You know, he attended uh, the college that I went to, University of Texas. And ever since then, I've been a huge fan of his. But unfortunately, you know, just the injuries, Uh, gods were not on the side of the nets. You know, they just had too many injuries. Once Kyrie went down, um, you know, it just made the, made the task really tough, you know, on Kev- Kevin Durant. James Harden was not himself. He was playing on one leg. Um, The role players just didn't step up. You know, Joe Harris had a lot of wide open shots. You know, he, he couldn't make it. Jeff Green had that one big game. He kind of struggled also. So I would feel like, you know, it was the Lakers and the Suns and then the Nets and the Bucks because I feel like if the Lakers were fully healthy, they would have beaten the Suns. And if the Nets were fully healthy, they would have beaten the Bucks. So I think those are the two uh, series in this playoff so far with the biggest asterisks for
0: me. And and I'll, I I agree with everything you said. The, the one I'll add is also then the Clippers in the conference finals, because I felt they had figured something out uh, post-game two of the, the Utah series. And I had I have really no doubt in my mind that if Kawhi had played that series, they would have they would have won it. You know, mm-hmm. they might have they might have gone down zero because like to do that anyways, but still eventually come back and won that series. Uh Koshik, what about you? What are the biggest sort of like moments of sorrow for you in these playoffs?
1: I think this, it's the whole whole injury list that you rattled out. It. it's, it's yeah. just. No, no team has had a consistent run. Not even the two teams that are in the finals now. So you could arguably say that like they've had the better luck than anybody else. But still, like as you said, Chris Paul had an, had an injury for a while. He had he was out because of COVID positiveness, and and Giannis is obviously hobbled, and we don't know what his status is. So I think like the injuries have just scarred the whole whole playoffs. And I think like if there was any. Asterisk on the title that that we thought about last year with with the bubble and everything. It's a different kind of asterisk this time. So uh, I'm uh, I'm a bit like bummed by the fact that this is the finals we have. But I, I I suppose for the Phoenix Suns, you can only beat who's in front of you, right? Like you you don't control all of that stuff. So my my own personal belief is that like they would have lost all three of the series that they ended up winning if the other team was at full strength. So, I don't think they would have beaten the full-strength Lakers team. I don't think they would have beaten a full-strength Nugget team, Nuggets team. And I don't think they would have beaten a full-strength Clippers team either. So, um, they've gotten they've gotten lucky and they may end up playing the finals without a full-strength Bucks team. So, what a run for the Suns.
0: I'll, I'll only disagree in one spot. I think they would have beaten the Nuggets either way. Uh, I, I felt they were so dominant in that series. It, it wasn't just the sweep. It was just that every game they finished, Pretty confidently and i know jamal murray is awesome he's basically like a borderline all-star and especially in the in the in the playoffs he is incredible i just felt that yeah uh th- that series to me the suns just had their number defensively awesome Fair enough, but year. that's also that's,
1: yeah. it's also because of no uh, no jamal murray means that the Denver nuggets you saw is not really the Denver nuggets that they could be right like yeah and before before his injury happened like a lot of people thought that this was the year that the Nuggets were really going to push it for the title. So uh, I guess we'll see that next year, maybe, hopefully. Um, but- And they
2: were missing also Will Barden, uh, you know, and PJ Dozier, you know, so they were missing a couple of other pieces, you know, then they were rattled with COVID, you know, they didn't just have the same chemistry, the Nuggets this year, Um, Jamal Murray wasn't playing like the same way that he was in the bubble, so it was just a weird year, discombobulated year for the Nuggets, you know, and they're still young enough where they can bounce back, you know, Michael Porter keeps taking those necessary steps, you know, he can be you know, an all-star caliber player and he, I don't know what you guys think, but he has a chance to be the second best player on the nuggets outside of jokic what do you, what do you guys think about that
0: oh i mean 100% i think i think he's th- there's no question of, of the talent especially the offensive talent um now it's 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 just, just a matter of production i think Murray has proven that in the playoffs he is he is like the guy he, he, he is due to be con- to contend with um so I, I think mpj definitely has really really high ceiling and uh, we have talked, well, maybe this is a good segue to also talk about that, the 2018 draft class, which is basically yes. having a moment right now. This, mm-hmm. These playoffs, if we rattle off this, the, the, the points of sorrow, but let's shout out this class uh, between Luca, Aiton, Trey Young, MPJ, um, uh, uh, Mikal Bridges is also this class, right? Uh, yes yeah um, he was a Sixers pick got another day, they uh, <laughs> they traded it to the Nuggets they, they traded the him um, and, and, and who else Koshik? Who, who am I missing uh, of like I'm, I'm, mis- I'm missing a very important name from this draft class
1: uh, I'm blanking I don't know
0: there's there's a couple of the guys and obviously uh, we're not counting Marvin Bagley uh, oh Jan Jackson Jr he's another guy who's, who's, who has a pretty high ceiling um Sga was this class, right? Yes. Sga was this class. Uh, Colin Sexton was this class. Like this class is loaded as hell. Uh, Kevin yeah. Herter. So, uh, yeah, uh, it's it, it's it's a very bright future for everybody here. And we talked about who would be, you know, if you had to redraft it. It, it, it it's it's going to be close. After I mean, Luca would go first, but after that, it's kind of wide open between, you know, who you prefer to be as to build your team around, right?
2: Yeah, I feel like it is. And this playoffs, really, everybody just thought, OK, Luca was, a you know, um, best player by his long stretch. But now the gap is kind of closing. You know, Trey Young, we just balled out in this playoffs. He just put the Hawks on his back. Um, he was just incredible. Unfortunately, he burned uh, next. Uh, Then, uh, you know, he he did a number on the Sixers. And then even against the Bucks. you know, when when he was healthy, you saw the production and the numbers that he put up. DeAndre Aiden, I think finally the light bulb was starting to go off with him. You know, Chris Paul was the best thing that's happened to his career. Um, he's holding him accountable. Um, Aiden's even admitted in the past he was not always focused on basketball. He thought he would always just dominate with his size and athleticism, but now he's putting in more work, you know, getting to the gym early, being the last one to leave. So he's really, you know, helped himself a lot. So this draft class has been amazing. And both Aiden and, um, you know, Trey Young went further in the playoffs than Luka, you know, so I think yeah. that they've really helped their reputation a lot. And these are very talented players. Michael Porter Jr., you know, like uh, he has such a high ceiling, you know, he, he can instantly score. He's like a walking bucket. Um, he was a number one recruit in high school coming out, but then he had a yeah. back injury at uh, Missouri. So that's the reason that he fell to like, what do you go 14th, 15th he, overall pick? What you know, is when he was should... at,
0: at 14 or whatever it was, yeah. I think it was yeah. 14, yeah.
2: But He's a number one caliber overall pick. Yeah. You know, he's like, he's 6'11 with a wingspan, with a nice handle. He can score on all three levels. Like, this draft class is really underrated and they're, they're really, really strong. And these guys have really high ceilings and I'm excited to see what they're going to do.
0: Yeah, there are a lot of players who, on other years, would be number one picks. I would say mm-hmm. between Ayton, Luca, Trey, and MPJ. I, I think in any other year, they would be a number one guy. And most other years. Um, yeah. like if they were coming out this year they'd go number one any any of these four you know um, mm-hmm. but anyway so, so we talked about you know the injuries the, the people missing I want to now flip things around and, and, and let's let's get optimistic these are the finals of joy in a way because these two teams are it, it's just so refreshing to, to see two teams without like the, the, the burden of history of the finals or of really any sort of like sustained playoff success Yes, we talked about the Suns, amazing, like Steve Nash run years, but they never broke through to the finals. Uh, the, the Suns were last in the finals in 1993. And before that, they were in the finals in the 70s sometime. And I think that's it. Whereas uh, the Bucks were last in the finals in 1974. So we're talking 47 years for Milwaukee to to make the finals again. I mean, that's just insane. Uh, doing, in, the M- Milwaukee made the finals before like computers existed before. Like, I don't know. Did did like cassette tapes exist in 1974? I'm not sure. But definitely like before uh, Color TV came to India. Uh, This is how long it's been since the Bucks made the finals. Um, So it it is really fun to see these two teams make it here. Uh, Koshik, I'll start with you this time. Um, Zooming out and seeing the history of these two franchises, Milwaukee, Phoenix, uh, what are the other like what are the big flashbulb moments for you that you think about that like th- that could be top now this year with, with the finals victory potentially
1: I'll probably start with the Phoenix Suns because I think being a Laker fan myself like I've seen I've seen my Laker teams go through Phoenix, right? And there's so many good teams. The one that comes to mind is obviously the seven seconds or sun, seven seconds or less era of the of the Phoenix Suns, where we had Coach Mike D'Antoni revolutionizing basketball before uh, before everybody else started to do the whole pace and space and three and D and all of that stuff, right? Um, Steve Nash being the point guard. That those were some really epic Phoenix Suns teams. Uh, and and before my time, obviously, there's been. There's been plenty of teams, uh, most probably sort of spearheaded by Charles Buckley and stuff like that. So I think there's been there's been a lot of moments like that. But it, keeping in mind a bit more sort of recency, I think those those Steve Nash sons probably come to mind the most. With the with the Milwaukee Bucks, it's a completely like you you have to go back quite a long way, right? I think you, I, I never expected when we got on the call today that we'd be speaking about like Michael Red and but like the, that's the kind <laughs> of caliber player. That come to mind when you think of like the the bucks of the last few years. So I think it's a ma- massive monument, uh, monumental moment for the bucks more so than the Suns I think, um, and in in a way, it's it's a justification for Giannis choosing to sign that supermax and staying with the yeah. team that drafted him. So they, Giannis was picked number fourteen or fifteen as well. Like nobody else knew about him. This lanky kid from like Greek second division basketball, like. It was the ultimate, like long shot pick, and it's spanned out. It's it's made itself into two MVPs and now uh, an NBA Finals appearance. Especially after like years and years of potentially underachieving as well. So we we this year was supposed to be a referendum on how we thought about Mike Budenholzer. Safe to say, I think he survives an, uh, another year. Um, and it, it's just the the trade that the Bucks put together to to ship out. Bledsoe and bring in Holiday and, and and the trade that the Suns did to bring in Chris Paul after their um, the pre pre bubble playoffs run last year, which which everybody wanted to know whether it was a fluke or not. So I think it's it's a great story for the league, regardless of how you look at it. Except for the except for the fact that maybe injuries had their had their role in it. But we we've decided to focus on the positives, right? It's it's, it's two wonderful stories, and I think for a neutral NBA fan. I think either either team winning is is going to be worthy of celebrating. So it's not it's not one of those things where like you're the the, the half the league or maybe half the fans or maybe even more uh, actively rooting for like the Golden State Warriors to lose or or the Lakers to lose. It's it's not like that. I think I think the fans will take joy in no matter who wins.
2: Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, not sure.
0: Sure, I'm going
2: yeah, yeah, no problem. And so the storylines also in this, you know, finals are amazing. You know, y- Yana's a two-time MVP. Can he, can he finally, you know, win a championship after, um, like Kochik said, beating his head against the wall, um, you know, for the last couple of years, losing to Toronto, um, you know, and then losing last year to the Miami Heat, coming up short in the playoffs. Can the Bucs finally win? They have not won a championship since 1971 with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you know, was, was on that team. And then, of course, um, it was they so, lost in that. Ni-
0: it was so long ago that he was Lew Alcindor. that's how long long ago it was
2: (laughs) exactly exactly yeah yeah it was such a long time ago it was still in uh, I was watching the highlights of that you know finals I knew yeah basketball was played a lot differently and it, it was such a long time ago so happy you know for the Bucks fans um, you know, Chris Middleton, you know, he's really stepped up. He showed that he can be a number two, you know, on a championship level team. Some Bucks fans were kind of questioning whether he could be the Batman or the Robin to um, Giannis' Giannis's Batman, but he's really answered that call. He carried the Bucs a lot, you know, when Giannis was hurt in that Hawks series. Um, and then on the sun side, you know, Chris Paul finally getting the opportunity to win that ring after he's been in the league for like what, 16 years, something like that. Um, And then will this championship propel him to be a top five point guard, um, you know, of all time, you know, Devin Booker, you know, he's really struggled, uh, you know, making the, making the playoffs in his young career. Finally, he has this opportunity to go to the finals. He's only 24 years old. He's adopted that Kobe mentality. Can he win the championship? You know, so there's a lot of great storylines, a lot of fresh blood, new faces. You know, there's no Stephen Curry, no LeBron James, no Kawhi Leonard. Um, so I'm really excited for this finals um, and I'm going to be watching as a fan more because I can enjoy the great basketball that both of these teams are going to play.
0: Yeah. And uh, both, both of you guys made a great point that like, th- 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 these are refreshing in a way that there's no one like hate watching anyone. Like in the sense, there's no one hope. Like usually the finals have been, Oh, I just want anyone but LeBron to win. Oh, I just want anyone mm-hmm. but the Warriors to win or I want anyone but the Lakers to win. Whereas in this case, Kaushik, you said that, right? Like we- we're sort of okay with whoever wins. Um, one of the narratives or one of the things that has been going around the internet is obviously th- th- these are the, the the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar coin toss finals. Because if you guys must have seen that. Uh, that
1: yes. Uh, you guys yeah. must have seen that,
0: that that like the Suns lost the coin toss back in the day. That's how they, they used to decide who will get the number one pick. Uh, and uh, Kareem shows up. Kareem, who was so damn good that they had to change the college rules. Like that's how dominant he was. Uh, and, and, and the bugs get him on a coin toss and he basically wins uh, them a title, takes them to other finals. Um, but you know, uh, these are also the Eric Bledsoe finals. <laughs> I dropped that. And Eric Bledsoe leaves the team and the team becomes incredible. So I feel that the New Orleans Pelicans are in a very special situation right now. The moment they get rid of him, they are they are making it all through. They, they, they're going to be a playoff force, force to be dealt with the moment they get rid of him. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's done. It's, it's guaranteed right. It's, it seems
0: like it. <laughs> um, and I, and I, I'll add one more thing since Koshik mentioned the, the the Michael Red really sort, sort of brought back this era of basketball that, you know, like uh, Milwaukee for all these years were, they were just there. You know, the, 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 I used to think about them the way I would think about Cleveland pre-LeBron is that they are just another team in the NBA. You know, sometimes they would have a Brandon Jennings. They were pretty decent when those Andrew Bogart teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, now here's an amazing sort of uh, sliding doors moment in 2012 when the the Bucks traded Bogut to the Warriors for Monte Ellis. Apparently, um, the Warriors offered either Monte or Steph. That was, Warriors were like, you can take, you can choose one of these two guys. But because mm-hmm. of Steph's injury history, the Bucks chose to trust Monte Ellis. Sort of oh my God!
2: What could have been? <laughs>
0: what could have been? Like uh, it was just been like the entire like history of basketball would have changed the last ten years because, as good as Steph is, I think the system that he succeeded in was only provided by Golden State and those teammates, right?
1: So, exactly.
0: uh, yeah, it's uh, life is <laughs> life is strange sometimes.
1: <laughs> I Kevin Durant, Kay Thompson, Raymond Green would not have would not have won seventy three games. Current is that what you're saying?
0: I don't think they would have been, I mean, I, I, because, you know, as good as Clay and Draymond are, I think the, 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 uh, the Warriors of 2014-15, the pre-KD Warriors, they were, it was it was a synergy, man. Like those three guys and even Harrison Barnes, like they were just like, they they just moved well together. There was no one guy who was, you know, I mean, obviously Steph was godly, but you know what I mean? Like they all needed each other a lot. Whereas uh, yeah. I, I, I don't think it would have happened with Monte. I don't think Monte was that kind of a player.
1: No, but I was definitely, on was definitely joking with that. Um, um, it absolutely wouldn't have happened with Monte. But and, uh, yeah, what a, what a trade, right? Um, and, yeah, and, what could have been?
0: And then like the the sort of like life, because because the Bucks uh, didn't do well with Monte, they lucked out with the number two pick, but that was Jabari Parker. And, and he flamed. And, he, and, and I remember Jabari versus Giannis as the team's future sort of who's going to be the guy. Was kind of a debate for you know, a few months. Like who 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 have the keys to the offense, or is Jabari gonna be the Jordan and is Yannis gonna be the Pippin? Like, like <laughs> for, for a while, like people on Bucks Twitter were like really into that, you know. Um, yeah. And, and then meanwhile, on the Phoenix Sun side, like man, what a decade they've had since last making the 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 conference finals with meta World pieces game winning shot, uh, just complete a- aberration until the bubble. And look at them now. Like, yes, we can say that they got lucky, but at the end of the day, they did finish second in the conference. So mm-hmm. they did. It's it's not like they were they came out of nowhere. This is a team that was uh, consistently good all season, and uh, just w- w- and they might not be a championship level good team, but they are definitely a very good team on is on their own. You know, um, yeah. So no, no, on- they do.
2: Yeah. And they have, you know, we talked about, you know, Jay Crowder is the only one in this finals, guys, that has finals experience. He has, I mean, you know, yeah. six games of NBA finals experience. Everybody else has zero, you know. So, and Jay Crowder was on that finals team with the uh, Miami Heat. And now he came to the Suns and now they make the finals. So, hey, maybe Jay Crowder was the missing sauce for the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> um, so,
0: so, so Jay, Jay
1: Crowder is the new Danny Green.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 that's a great point, uh, Shivam. And that, that sort of leads me to my next question which is like another one of the reasons why these finals are super interesting is because we don't have precedent for what to expect from these guys. You know, like every important player, except for Jay Crowder, and he's, you know, maybe the fifth most important player in in his own team, is is here for the very first time. Even Chris Paul, who is a 15, 16-year-old veteran in the league, has, you know, they have been questions about his health in the playoffs, his ability to perform in the playoffs. Same Same with Giannis. All of these guys, right? Um, so from, from your sense, uh, Shivam, what are you looking forward to the most in terms of like these new faces, what do you predict will happen? Like, what would be the the storyline that we'll, we'll like leave these, this next two weeks with,
2: I think that Chris Paul is going to be a top five point guard in, in NBA history. I think he's going to completely dominate. Um, I think he's going to be more aggressive, you know, like you saw in game six against the Clippers. He's going to look for his own shot more. Of course, he's going to get his teammates involved. but I think he's going to be going to the basket, um, you know, with this little pull up mid range shot, which is pretty much just deadly. Um, He's going to do his work on the offensive end on the floor. Um, He's going to be that leader for the team, you know, despite him not making any finals. Um, I think because, you know, the finals can go up and down. So I think he's going to keep the Suns very even keeled, keep them very focused, you know, like not get too high, not get too low. He's just going to be that consummate pro and consummate floor general. And I think and he's going to also free up space, you know, for Devin Booker to be able to do his thing also. So I think the biggest storyline is going to be about, you know, Chris Paul um, and then also DeAndre Aiden. Um, you know, DeAndre Aiden, I think he's going to completely dominate inside Um, Because he has a favorable matchup, guys, against Brook Lopez. You know, yes, Brook Lopez is a little bit bigger than DeAndre Aiden, but we all know that DeAndre is more athletic. Um then DeAndre and uh, then uh, Brooke Lopez. So I think he's gonna put the Bucks in a very peculiar situation where hey, do we need to go small and put Bobby Portis on him, or can we keep Brooke Lopez in the game? I think DeAndre Aiden is gonna dominate that much where he's gonna put some questions in the mind of Coach Budenholzer. So I think that those are gonna be the biggest storylines, but we're gonna hear about Chris Paul. Just like last year, we heard about heat culture. We're gonna talk, we're gonna hear we're gonna hear <laughs> about Chris Paul and the storylines this year. I and, it's and being
0: I'm I'm kind of like already dreading that because as as good as Chris Paul has been it's just him getting all the credit for this team's success whereas we know that this team was they were killing it in the bubble like they I think to me Devin Booker was already on the cusp of stardom Um, so I mean not to take anything away from CP3 I I just want the media to chill out a little bit and sort of realize that this is like a, a, a way more democratic team than people think you know it's not like um, like, like CP3 could miss half the series and they could still win. I think that's how um, uh, that's how sort of like uh, democratic this team is.
2: Kaushik, I want yeah, to... Th- and there was even questions, just real quick. Um, there was even questions about whether the Suns were better without CP3 because Cameron Payne was completely killing it, you know, as a starting point guard. So I think you make such a valid point there that, yes, the Suns like to spread the wealth on offense. They have so many weapons, you know, they have Cameron Johnson, Mikhail Bridges, DeAndre Aiden, Devin Booker, um, you know, Jay Crowder can go off. So it's more than just Chris Paul. And I think that's such an important point. It's something that the media needs to realize the Suns are a great overall team, you know, not just on one player.
0: Koshik, same question over to you. Like, what do you feel will be the sort of dominant storyline from these relatively, like, I won't say untested players. We're talking about Yanis, a two-time MVP. We're talking about CP3, who's, you know, a top five to seven point guard ever. Like, but still, untested in the finals. W- w- what do you feel will be the takeaway storylines from these finals?
1: Yeah, I, I think I think we, we, we've gone quite a while to not talk about whether Yanis is going to play or not right so i think yeah. that'll be I, I, i'm in denial actually... i want him to play
0: I'm I'm I'm, I'm 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 pretending this is not a problem
1: <laughs> yeah I mean, same my, here. <laughs> my, my own belief is that like i think they they'll probably uh, not take a risk with game 1 maybe even game 2 depending on like how game 1 goes um, and and he's going to we're going to see him in the in the tech, at least like game 3 onwards right so i i think like we're all of the same belief that we don't want him to miss the finals and The the key thing for the Bucks, I think, will be like their shooting. I think they're they're known to be a fluid shooting team, but they just haven't clicked in the playoffs yet. Somehow they're here. Their their three point shooting numbers are dreadful if you look at the playoffs. Holiday has been has been largely absent except maybe like the last couple of games in or maybe the last last game against the Nets and maybe the last couple of games against the Hawks and Middleton too has largely been like except for that moment where he got super hot and then hasn't like stopped since he's Mm -hmm. had a largely average um so it's it's been a very strange season for for the bucks because they're supposed to be this like fluid offensive system they're supposed to be everything that the phoenix suns are in in being democratic and being like taking the smart shots and high high percentage three-point team and all that but they just haven't clicked and i think the the phoenix suns are a very similar team from that perspective. So it's going to be, I think it's going to be a shootout. Uh, and I, I think so far, the Bucks haven't necessarily performed to expectation. The question I think will be, will this be the series where, where they do, right? Um, so my, my focus area for the Bucks is, is to look at their shooting, especially if Giannis doesn't play their first first game, first couple of games. Um, yeah. The Middleton and Holiday, We'll really have to pick up the slack, and is that is that enough against the sun? So I, I'm not 100 percent sure, um, but yeah, that's that's the thing that I'll keep I'll keep watching out for. Uh, unfortunately, I think I may have to retire my my horrific joke of like holiday not wanting to go on a holiday yet. Um, <laughs> Um, it, it, it depends. Like I, I might have to bring that out sooner than sooner hey, than expected.
2: He, he's been hooping in this playoffs. You know, him and him and Middleton have been doing their thing. You know, shooting the ball. You know, pretty well. You know, in the Hawks series. But also another key that I'm going to be looking at. You know, for the for the Bucks is inside. You know, they were shooting too many threes in the first couple of rounds of the playoffs. Um, so you know, they really need to pound the paint with Brooke Lopez with Bobby Portis. And then if those guys Holiday and Middleton aren't, you know, shooting well from three, I would like to see them attack the basket more, get the Suns in foul trouble, um, get to the foul line, you know, just see the ball go through the net because then that's going to get their confidence going. So I would like to see them, you know, kind of play a little bit more inside out, um, you know, rather than just, you know, completely, uh, you know, relying on the three-pointer. And then again, yeah, back to, you know, Giannis' injury, I agree with Kosciuk. Um, I don't think he's going to play till uh, game three um, because remember between game two and three, there's two days off instead of the one day off between you know games um, one and two. And then there was a p- report that yesterday Giannis did a private workout at, at some high school there in uh, Phoenix. Um, and he's still not practicing with the team, but they said he looked good. He's making significant progress, but it's not going to be up to Giannis. It's going to be up to the Bucks' medical staff and boot holes or whether he plays. But I think we're definitely going to see him in the finals, probably game three or game four. Yeah. Uh,
1: look, can we, can we take a moment, can we take a moment, step back and talk about how we spoke about Bobby Portis and pounding the rock inside <laughs> as, an, as a viable strategy for the Bucks in the NBA Finals. It, it's amazing how far like that guy's career has come. And I would never have thought had...
0: about
1: that. <laughs> <Yeah>. it, <laughs> Shout out to crazy ass Bobby Portis. He
0: is, I mean, he's, he, if Giannis is not playing, he, he he will be starting the NBA Finals. Like, which is just amazing. Just an amazing sentence yeah. to say. Um <laughs> I I agree with with you guys. Like the focus on shooting is huge. For me, I I, I love both these teams defensively a lot. Uh, the, the Bucks we, we know, I and mean, especially if Giannis plays. He's he is a game changer. But the Suns play just incredible defense. Like and also the Suns slow it down offensively too. So they they love to to take you out of your groove and force you to play like them. These half court sets, these mid range mm. sets that. CP3 and Devin Booker can dominate as like short creators, or when they do uh, pick and rolls or pick and pops with uh, DeAndre Ayton, or I mean, whether it's bridges or uh, Jay Crowder spreading the floor. Like they just have a really good like half court understanding of the kind of team they are, um, and to me that will be the key. If if the Bucks sort of fall to that bait of slowing down to the space uh, to the pace of the Suns, I don't think the Bucks have a chance. Uh, for for, for Giannis and the Bucs and Middleton, the way he plays, like, I think for them, they have to be playing downhill, you know, Uh, speeding things up, attacking the basket, making it more of like a full court faster game. So to me, that'll be something to keep an eye on.
2: It it definitely will. And also speaking of defense, how will the Bucs cover the Suns pick and roll? Because, you know, Brooke Lopez loves to play the drop coverage, but he's going to get eaten alive there. It's not booker and chris paul are not trey young where they don't you know completely ignore the mid-range you know they have such a great pull-up mid-range shot um or they can get to the basket so the bucks they need to be able to either trap the pick and roll, or they need to blitz the pick and roll because they cannot continue to play this drop coverage because the Suns will continue to eat them alive. So, so that's something. Uh, so that's something I'm looking, you know, um, out for because if the Suns continue to eat them out um, on the pick and roll, then the Bucks may need to go small or they need to play more of their switching defense um, in order to effectively guard that pick and roll.
0: So, I guess you know we should finish with, we've been circling around you know, our, our thoughts, our, our sort of biases, um, the stuff we enjoy, the stuff we may not enjoy, blah, 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 but, but let's get to the real crux of this. Uh, give me your predictions. Maybe Koshik, you can start and we let our guest finish. Um, you go first and I'll, I'll, I'll talk about mine. Kaushik, tell me your predictions about how do you expect the series to play out? I think we're all in the understanding that Yanis likely misses the first game or two. And with that in mind, how do you think the series will end?
1: Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's good. Good that you said that out. I think the the disclaimer or the qualifier is definitely based on Yanis's health, right? So my assumption, like I said, is he misses the first couple of games and then he comes back for the remaining games and he's reasonably fit, like he's like ninety percent of what he can be. So if we if we see that, I think I'd say bucks in seven. But if Yanis is anything less than less than that, right? I think it's. It's probably like Suns in five or Suns in six at most. So I, I don't think the, the Bucks have enough depth to keep with with everything that seems to be rolling really well for the Suns. So obviously, now that I've mentioned that, there might be some fluke injury or like fluke uh, co- positive test or something like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but hopefully, by saying that, I'm reverse jinxing <laughs> again. Knock on wood. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so look, hopefully, everyone's fit, and at least until the end of uh, end of the finals and everything. Um, but yeah, in theory, I think if if everyone plays to potential, the Bucks should win. And because we we have to wait these one or two games to see Giannis play, I'm gonna say it goes the distance and and until seven. Um, but if that's not the case, it's Phoenix in five for me.
0: So okay, um, uh, Shivam, Sh- 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 we'll we'll save you for last. Um, I was gonna say like for me, I uh, I think even if Giannis had been fully healthy. I still think this series would have gone seven. I just feel that like Bucks have never been that convincing to me, um, even when Yanis plays really well. And when he's playing, like he they, they just always, you know, there always seems to be some drama with them. I would say after the Heat series, they, they destroyed Miami. That was awesome. I thought like, oh my God, they've turned a the page. And then like it, they went back a page once more <laughs> ever since then. And now they're in the finals. Like it's so, it, there's such a weird team in that sense, right? Um, so, uh, well, basically, I feel that like it, it would have been difficult for them. Maybe they would have eked out if Giannis was fully healthy. But now that we know that Giannis is going to miss a game or two, and even if he comes back, like, this is a pretty serious injury. Uh, it's, I, I don't see him being the athletic peak player that he was, um, even when he does play. So, based on that and based on what I said earlier about the Suns being able to sort of slow the game down to their own half-court pace, Uh, making other teams uncomfortable with with the way they defend, with the way they, uh, with with the way Chris Paul runs the offense and with the play the rest of the team runs the defense. I'm going to say this is going to be Suns in six or seven. I I guess, I'll I'll, I'll say Suns in seven. Let's go with that. Shivam, why don't you you, uh, finish us off? Tell us, tell us what, what your prediction is.
2: Yeah, so I'll break the tie here. I I agree with Cutter. No, Suns in seven. Um, I think right now, you know, the Suns have a little bit more weapons. Um, y- yeah, you don't know Giannis's health. Um, he he's probably not gonna have that same explosiveness, you know, because of the knee. And then you, you know, you don't want him shooting jumpers, you know, if you're the Bucks, you know. Oh so God. if you're the Suns I don't, you want
0: that,
2: yeah, if your Suns you want that, yeah, it'd be like who opened the front door, you know, it'll be. I'm like, yeah, he'll probably airball a couple more jumpers, you know, airball a couple more free throws. But I just think that the Suns just, you know, are playing with a mission overall. Um, Chris Paul can see the light at the end of the tunnel. You know, he's been waiting for a championship. Um, I think Devin Booker is probably the second best player in the series right now. I think he's going to outplay, you know, Middleton. Um, And I think Chris Paul is going to outplay Holiday. And then DeAndre Aiden is the key. He's the X factor for the Phoenix Suns because the games that he plays well and dominates inside – They win, you know, so I think he's going to dominate Brooke Lopez, uh, maybe dominate, you know, Bobby Portis to a lesser extent and really force, you know, the Bucs to have this discombobulated matchups. And then the Suns three point shooting, you know, because when they try to attack the basket, they'll be able to draw the defense in DeAndre Aiden uh, who's a great passer to be able to kick it out to the shooters, you know, Cameron Johnson, Mikel Bridges. Jay Crowder, even Cameron Payne. And I, I think that this is going to be too much Phoenix Suns. Um, I think they play really good. They're going to play really good defense, um, force the others to beat them on the bucks. And I think the Suns are going to take it home and they have the home court advantage. You know, the Suns have been really good at home this entire playoffs. So I think the Suns are going to take it home in seven games, but it's going to be a very even matchup. I think these two teams are going to be very close to one another and it's good. We're going to see some great competitive games. So I'm excited for this finals.
0: The, the the only disagreement I have with you, I agree with everything, is that I actually feel Devin Booker is the best player in the series now that Giannis mm-hmm. is down, and I, and uh, to me he he should be the Finals MVP favorite. Uh, Koshik, do you have? I mean, if if the Bucks win and it's not Giannis, is are we? Is it safe to say that Bobby Portis wins the Finals MVP award? That would be pretty amazing. <laughs> right?
1: uh, well, Nikola Mirotic is not going to be happy about. He that. would not. He
0: uh, does he have a vote? I don't know. <laughs>
1: Uh, uh, what a shout out, what a throwback. Um <laughs> no, I I think I think it, it'll probably be like if it's not Yanis and, and I don't I don't see a possibility in which like Giannis doesn't play or is is not fit and is not the MVP for the Bucks. But if if that is the case, it'll have to be the, the sweatiest player in the league. Um Chris Drips Middleton, which um I think <laughs> like he's when he gets on a roll and, and he's shooting the way he did in the last couple of games against against the Hawks, I think He's got he's got a run streaky run or two in him where a Finals MVP thing is possible, but it's a pretty low outco- low possibility outcome in my opinion.
2: Yeah, I think it's going to be yeah, I think it's probably going to be Middleton for the Bucks. You know, if Giannis is kind of limping, but if but if it's the Suns, I would feel like they should give it to Booker. But I feel like the media is just going to run away with the storyline of Chris Paul, and if, oh, if Chris man. Paul has like a decent series. Put up numbers and they're going to give it to Chris Paul, even though I feel like Devin Booker deserved it. That's just my feeling.
1: Yeah, they, they definitely overthink the, the finals item. MVP vote. Yeah. I think it's it's also like a panel of like nine or ten voters, right? that's it it's 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 not as robust as as the rest of the MVP processes or like All Star, All NBA, that kind of stuff. So it's just some random guy wants to <laughs> who wants to do that. I, that I big mean, buddy I. See- Chris.
0: Yeah, I, I still haven't forgiven them for giving Andre Gudala the 2015 Finals MVP. Oh,
1: what a robbery! But, but that's but that's a
0: story Maybe for another time. Uh, um, Shivam, want to thank you for joining us, like sort of previewing these amazing finals. Before we let you go, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like so so you know you are now obviously you host one of the coolest you know NBA talk shows in India. I mean not, not the coolest NBA talk show in India because you're the only ones. Who do thank it. You. you. You guys are the only ones who do it in the way you do. You actually have like a really good like video panel. Um, uh, with you and, of course, our main man, uh, Vinod Muthukumar. How did you get into this? What is your background? How did you get into Hoops? And and how did you link up with uh, Vinod?
2: So, yeah, it all started with, uh, you know, I wanted to start my podcast my last semester of college. Um, And then after, you know, my last, I graduated from college, I had an internship, you know, with uh, Turner Sports. And this was all, you know, before COVID. And unfortunately, you know, COVID hit. So I really focused on, you know, just developing my podcast. Um, you know, I cover everything from college basketball to a little bit of college football, which is, you know, it's pretty big here in the U.S. to a lot of NBA. Um, and, and I actually interviewed um, Vinod on my podcast. And then after we talked, you know, he was just like, hey, you know, let's start a show. So I was like, OK, why not? You know, so the, so we we got into the crux of, you know, getting the logistics figured out. Um, we He's like, yeah, nobody's doing this um, in India. We're the first and, you know, only live YouTube talk show in india so we're like hey why not you know so we, and we try to you know differentiate, differentiate ourselves we try to have a lot of fun use a lot of graphics have a, play a lot of games we do a lot of watch parties so yeah we we, we, do, we just talk hoops you know we're just a bunch of you know basketball junkies um that just that love the nba um and and that's how that show came about we're about to finish season 2 um, you know, of our show. So, you know, we have a couple more watch parties we're going to do during the finals and then we're going to do an end of the season show and then wrap it up. So I, I've been enjoying it, you know, just covering the game of basketball, the game that I grew up loving. Um, I played for a little bit and then now I've watched pretty much my entire life. So I'm living the dream, man. I'm enjoying myself.
0: Well, we're very happy for you. And uh, the, the show is great. I just, uh, you know, I just hope you guys keep on getting better every year. I, 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 like I've always been a maximalist when it comes to India and basketball and the NBA. Like for me, it's all about everyone should get into, into this because the more people talk about it, the, the more we have shows like yours is just huge for ev- all of us. Like the, the pie gets bigger and uh, the sport yeah. gets bigger. So um, love what you guys are doing and thank you so much for joining us.
2: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. And Karan, yeah, our show is also, you know, yes, we're an NBA show, but we're also working, you know, to promote basketball in India. We have an Indian, you know, third guy segment where we talk about the Indian basketball news. You know, we've had, Karan on as a guest and then we had both Gurun and Koshik on in the live watch party. So, so you guys are great. I enjoy you guys' analysis Hearing you, you guys have a lot of fun. Also, you guys do a great job. It was an honor to come on this, uh, on podcast. So thank you very much, guys.
1: Thank you,
0: Shivam. Take care.
1: Thank you. Thanks All the best with everything.
0: Thank you. You too. So I want to thank Shivam Patel for helping us preview these finals, these strange, sad, happy, weird finals. Um, and you know, you know what's funny, Koshik, that like, as as bummed out as we are, when we actually sit and start talking about it, it's like super exciting all over again. And now I can't wait for game one.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be super exciting when when the ball tips off uh, in a few hours' time. Uh, and I think like as, as you said, like it's it's sad, it's injury ridden. But you know, when when the finals end and we don't have we don't have basketball for a while, well, I guess we do with the Olympics and everything. But we, we'll be sad that the NBA is gone. So uh, let's let's cherish these moments when we have it. For sure. Cool. So I think that that brings us to the wrap of episode one zero seven of Hoop Darshan. Big thanks to all of you guys for listening to us. Big thanks to Shivam for joining us. Uh, if you want to hit us up on Twitter. Current, uh, Ma- current is at current madok one. I'm at underscore kashik seven. The podcast is at upthashin. We're also available on lots of other platforms. No, but nobody ever hits us up there. So yeah. if you <laughs> <laughs> if you want to, uh, Twitter is the place. Uh, and if you know, if you just happen to know Aman's chicken, um, please please make sure they sponsor us at some point uh, in in our life. We deserve it, right? Karan
0: we it's it's what we we've been waiting for all our lives. It has to happen.
1: absolutely Um, until next time then hashtag India Basketball